Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Oh, yes, you heard me right. You can talk to an actual human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, I have to tell you, Dana, remember when they had the um, Puxatawney Phil? Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. That's the uh, little rodent that predicts winter. Oh, yeah. And he comes out. But they, they, <laughs> they, they uh, back in winter when that happened, I remember someone leaked that he's a Republican, so now they're shadow banning him. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of... Mm. It's good. I like Anyway, John Hamm. John uh, Hamm is a ham. In, in better news, John... <laughs> speaking... John Hamm is, a, as a, by the way, great dude. Obviously, he's a stud. Obviously, he's good looking. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's tired. I would never be tired of being called good looking. I'm sure he is. Because it feels mm-hmm. like it takes away that he's good. You, I would be flattered if anyone had ever written a review about me saying, despite his good looks, yeah. and then the rest of the review, stunningly attractive does not begin to yeah. d- express. But John Hamm, what's great about him, and there's not that many of them, like leading man, brilliant, dramatic actor, Mad Men, literally was am possessed by that show. We just watched the entire, last year, the, all of Mad Men. So that's brilliant. And then he's, he really wants, he's a comedian too. Yeah, he's he was funny. great on SNL. And he likes comedy and he gets yeah. into it. He was also in The Town, which is a fucking, I love The Town. Ton of a movies. badass movie. Yeah. Uh, and he loves to be in the comedy world and get in the mix. Sort of got that Tom Hanks vibe where he likes to get in and Alec Baldwin, those guys just get in there and be funny and mm-hmm. come to the show and do whatever you want. And he's also popping in movies and Bridesmaids, of course, and some other ones. So- I like the guy. I don't know him really well, but I see him out. He's on Curb, too. Also, mm-hmm. I get a little offended when all the other guys are on all these comedy shows and you go, what about the comedy people, the actual comedy people that do nothing else and never been accused of being good looking? And in reviews, they only get, this chick would never be with this motherfucker. And I'm like, every single movie? Yeah, we don't even know who the leading lady is, but not a chance. Go, this like, perennial virgin, David Spade, tonight on Action News. I'm Tony Fanabo, and we have, we're out he, and uh, he goes, this Vendetta movie, Place. Where this David movie Spade. stars Fuckface, whatever his name is. I'm like, you can't even look to see what my name is because you forgot it for one second. Fuckface you, McGee is starring once again in some dog shit. You know what they set up the wrong, Missy? The, the best review I got was, uh, it's a delightful piece of shit. <laughs> That's what a guy said, and I go, okay. Damn, I you know I love the way the metrics are different rather than box office. They say what was it? What was it called? Missy? What world? Missy? Wrong Missy? Wrong Missy? Got like two billion minutes yeah, of I views. Did so wasn't good. it something like that? But no one will give it up. They're like, I think it was the eighth no best movie of all up. time. I give Netflix. it up for two billion minutes. Yeah, and they're like, but I mean, I a lot of the reviews are like, I watched it all and laughed a lot, but don't worry, it's shitty. And I'm like. Well, for a shitty movie, this you could do worse. You the know, third one of those. time I saw it, I was like, "Hi, I'm Johnny." Actually, backhanded compliment. Yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. It's like because they have to tell the reviewer buddies they do not like it, so they go, "It's funny." I mean, I don't like it. Don't get me wrong, but I did laugh. You know what? I found myself is the other key. Um, <laughs> not very witty, not very charming, sometimes stupid, but I found myself <laughs> laughing several <laughs> times. I'm Johnny Backhand. 
for PassiveAggressiveNews.com. Listen, speaking of bad reviews, John Hamm gets none. He's good. Hang on, I'm John so busy. Hamm has, you know, talk about open range with Costner. John Hamm has what you call a good old-fashioned range. Yeah. And when he did Mad Men, when I first discovered him, and then seeing him in later things, he literally changes his face subtly and made his voice deeper. Mm-hmm. I don't know who you are, and I don't know what you think, but the all-new Chevy. He also is a great <laughs> voiceover artist, yeah. and he can make himself be, I think he can literally make himself super handsome. Then he has a way medium of the handsome? way, care, medium handsome, lowers the chin, shoulders back, little high-waisted jeans, and then he can go high-waisted to kind of jeans. play the hobo, you know? yeah. I've, uh, in the Guinness Book, for playing the same character for 22 years uh, in every different thing I've done. I'm hoping that if we get to season three of Fly on the Wall, that people literally will be going, David, Dana, Dana, David. Who's who? Why is their hair melding into them? And why does Dana have unorganized facial hair and David has like a little mustache and a goatee and that it's all empty in the We're sides? all basically the same. I know. I hate this. <laughs> Believe me, I don't like it. I just do because it, it looks worse without it. All right. Let's go to John Hamm. People are sick of us. John Hamm, folks. All right, here comes the funny. I heard the Regal Beagle flying in. <laughs> this is it, man. This is not going to be... We're that should always be your nickname, Spader. Eagle Beagle. <laughs> you can always test how old people are. If they see a show, it's this Regal Beagle, they either get it or they don't. <laughs> and no one gets it. You do. Mm-hmm. I do. I do indeed. John, it's good to see you, bud. John Hamm is... Uh, John, oh, we already introduced him, right? Okay. Do we start? Yeah, right. We've, we've been going for about 20. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get up in the morning, you have your list, you're going to do this, call this person, uh, podcast at 11 with Spade and Carvey. What, are, yeah. Does it make you happy or sad? Red letter day. You <laughs> caught me right before I'm going to, uh, I'm leaving the country too. I'm li- I leave on a, a vacation uh, tomorrow. So Could we get the uh, airline and flight number just out of total curiosity? I'm, a, I'm an airplane nut. We're going to Kiev. I don't know. It sounded fun. I don't, it seemed like a place to go. Leave me alone. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, what is going on over there? Sean Penn's over there. What's he filming? I don't know. You know, Sean Penn is, a, he's a, he likes a hot spot. He goes to the hot spots. <laughs> he brings a kayak. Oh, yeah. He brings everything he needs in case. He brings band-aids. His, his kids and, man. and my kids went to high school together. Oh, wow. Up here yeah, in Northern, Northern California. California yeah. And uh, during, I think it was Katrina, um, all of a sudden he was in a rowboat in New Orleans or something. Yeah. So Sean does does get into the yeah, muck. He's, he's, he's not afraid. He'll go to New Orleans, wherever you need him. Swiss Army knife on him at all times. A leather man. Southwest and, uh, to, to I Dallas. I switched your leather man joke and just sort of cleaned it up and said, <laughs> Swiss Army knife sounded like I would understand that. Well, I am going to Switzerland. Weirdly are enough. you for real? What are you going to do? Uh, ski? Ski. Yeah. I've never never been skiing in the, in the Alps. I've never well, really learned how to ski. Place. Well, wait a minute. Were you someone who could ski as a kid, as a young man? Here's what, here's what my first ski lesson was. It was in St. Louis, Missouri on a frozen golf course. And my, <laughs> my friends uh, who all knew how to ski said, just keep your skis pointed and keep your, uh, keep your weight on your downhill ski and then pushed me. And so I... Wow. Immediately couldn't figure out. They're both pointing downhill for me. So I didn't know which was which. And I immediately fell down. The parents at school. 
They'd all come in on crutches like around December, you know, <laughs> they'd go to Lake Tahoe to ski and then they'd right, all be right, kind of right. in a boot for a while. Yeah, we had a we had a big uh, diaspora of, of rich kids that went to uh, like, you know, Aspen and, and Breckenridge and like Colorado. That was the move. But I was not wealthy. Wow. Let me tell you Don't about my first skiing, Dana. Give me 20 minutes here. Um, I went to, uh, I, I, I ski, I snowplow, I ski like I'm looking for a contact lens, you know? Okay, sure. So, I, uh, I'm not good. My friends go, the best way to learn is go to the top of the hill. But it's really to ditch me, you know? So, I have all the green runs. I go, let's go down Pop-Tart. And they all go, no, we're going to go down <laughs> Devil's, <laughs> Devil's Ball Sack. I go, no, no, that one sounds hard. I go, listen, I, I worked it out. We're going to go down Santa Claus into Jelly Bean. <laughs> and then into Candy Corn and then uh, Pillow okay. Town. And they They're go, like, no, nope. yeah, wh- Hitler's abortion. Hitler's Here we go. They're like, no. Yeah. Hitler's abortion. Here we go. And I go, no, no, no. That one, it's not on the map, but that sounds hard. Um, it's not even a thing. <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> and so the point is, Dana, some of those sound hard. I'm enjoying this very much. Did that, did that chunk ever find its way Fuck into your yeah, stand-up that was in my last special. Okay, got yeah. it. Bit I, alert. I remember it, but I was too kind to bring it up. Yeah. I dodged a, tr- I dodged a, <laughs> I dodged a train, not a bit. Cross country skiing with my brother and his wife, and Whoa. it in the woods, lost noise, and then suddenly a train, and we do- dove into the embankment. Not funny, a but train, very a train. You didn't see the tracks. We did. The tracks were covered. Uh-oh. It was really quiet. Maybe we we're kind of yelling or whatever. And it probably was. It was coming around a bend, and then. Wow. I mean, it wasn't like one second we would have been dead, but it was like you know five seconds. Just proves the old saying: never go cross country skiing. Yeah. <laughs> and always dive away from a train that's coming at you. That's what I say. Now, what's what's your favorite podcast you've been on so far in the last? Since the pandemic, John, because we want to try to top this it. Is a, yeah. This is a this is up there. This, I was very much Already? looking forward to this. Now, I you know I, I know both of you sort of separately um, and here and there, but it was it was a very exciting thing to be asked to be a part of. So I mean, it's the jury's still out, but I mean, it, I mean, I guess it's uh, show business. But yeah, we're thrilled to have you on the show. <laughs> thrilled. We did a deep dive. We do our homework. John's oh, from boy. St. Louis, Dana, where my daughter lives. Mm-hmm. Isn't that real? St. Louis, Missouri. What is she doing in St. Louis? Well, um, actually, uh, I'm well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, that, Who, not, he, well, <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> we all do, Woody Allen. Uh, <laughs> don't mean to be didactic or facetious. No, you're just, a wonderful guy. No, he's a beautiful, that, you know, intelligent woman. It's just that the location is a sensitive, <laughs> you know. I, I'm fear of rock croppings all the age, you know. I, sorry. She lives where it gets a little more good looking towards Springfield, where Brad Pitt's from. Okay. That's a good plan. Fair enough. I like it. Oh, here's good Brad plan. Pitt from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. Let's face it, buddy. This is Leo. Let's face it, buddy. I'm a goddamn headspin. <laughs> What'd that guy say to you? You want me to go to Italy and do Italian movies? Don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Look, I'm your gopher, man. And I kind of like watching your house up in the hills all when you go off and do your things. But where I come from, going to Italy and doing an Italian movie ain't the worst of it. Uh, the thing, did you see the movie, John? I, I did. Yeah, oh, I was like, "Does John seen it?" <laughs> I was, I was, I was wordlessly enjoying that. Do you watch your movies and television shows? Yes, uh, I wouldn't say I watch. I, I wouldn't say I seek them out, but if they happen to be on and I'm in the mood, yeah, for sure. Because John Lovett's on Monday would be down the hall with a VCR 
watching Saturday Night Live and John Gnosis and laughing his ass off at his sketches. I always felt I would look at him, but trepidatiously, like feel like I'd be too critical or too self-conscious, you know. You know, it's, it's funny, I guess, having done, you know, we did 90 some odd episodes of Mad Men. So I'll I'll Applause. put if one happens to be on and I'll click on it I'll, yeah. I'll go like oh God, when when was this like what was going on in my life and what was happening and yeah I sometimes and, you go wow. I remember that day it was cold and we came to the set late yeah. there was a problem with the lights or some days uh, sometimes it's, I have no I mean it, the show debuted fifth t- over fifteen years ago I think the debut was two thousand six yeah. so whatever or that six, is sixteen yeah. years ago yeah. and it went off the air in 2015. So that's seven years ago. So it's a very, uh, it's a very weird. It's like, well, if I was in a, a show that ago. good, I think I might look at it, you know, like, like Burt Lancaster, I did a movie with him once he goes, how are you going to be in television? You've got no chin. So I don't look great in a profile. Like I'm going to be, <laughs> you know, so, but if you have a movie star head, like, yeah, he does. Movie star heads are different. You know, there's, you know, I don't know, James Brolin from back in the day. Brolin's got a big dome. And it's just a good cranium and then a chin. I'll tell you, it's a, it's a, it'll put you in your place, too, being in the SNL uh, makeup department because you see all of the heads of all of the people over the years. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, sitting there lined up like little soldiers. And uh, I will say I was in the probably in the top one percentile of head size in that uh, in that room. <laughs> I think only yeah. uh, only Affleck and uh, Brolin had me really uh, on head size. At Affleck has a noggin on him. You know, who told me George Siegel. I did a show with him, and he said, "I have a movie star head," meaning him. He said, "You don't," meaning me. And um, <laughs> he said, "You might have trouble in the movies." And I said, "Well, thanks for that." Is that in same thing? Is what are a- these fuckers doing? Yeah, fuck him. He's so excited about his big fat head. But <laughs> we're comedians. Yeah, I go. I'm just going check to check here. I don't know what's next. It's blazing hot outside. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro recharge kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero David. No DIY experience needed. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro recharge kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. But I have a two-part question for uh John is John is okay. It? Okay. I have a I have a three-part. Can I first just insert <laughs> sure. insert because we'll get it out of the way. My Don Draper impression. Yeah. Oh, yes. Don Draper is asked to give someone a ride to the airport. <laughs> I don't even know you. Is that it? <laughs> Wait. That's it. No, that's not bad, though. Well, I, don't, bad. I can't. It's a soft one. I don't even I like know. It. Is that your hook, John? Is that that line? Is your hook? I see it in memes. He's on memes a lot. Oh. Uh, on Instagram. Yeah. I don't. I've seen some of the memes. I don't. I don't know if that's one of them. I know there's one of me like laughing and drinking that it gets used <laughs> quite a bit. But uh, that might be a gif. Might be a gift. Let's not. It's a I don't blurry want to, I don't line. Confuse the issue. Yeah. No. No one. No one in the history of film or television has made a smoking a cigarette cooler. 
you know maybe McQueen uh, you know, there's, or Bogart, but you know, a, there, yeah, there's it's it's pretty it's pretty rare company that's for sure. There's a you really got that. It makes you cooler down. for sure. I mean, well, it, it makes was, you sicker. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, there's a big tabling debate. that. Is it worth yeah, it to yeah, smoke? The jur- look, the science isn't in. Table the lung damage. Let's just go with how hip it is to the way you did that. The science awesome. is on its way in, but I, you know, some early reports True. say it's bad for you, but I say Listen, it looks cool, so it's sort of a coin toss. I say, yeah, do your own research. Yes. All right, I have another quick uh, <laughs> okay. a 30 second compliment. Let's get Joe Rogan we, in on it. We compliment yeah. our, our guests here, but oh. this is just an observation okay. for me, is that when I watched I, Daniel Craig doing James Bond, then I met him at the Oscars, name drop, Go. and he's still Daniel Craig, but he does this thing that becomes James Bond, and I felt that you did the exact same thing on Mad Men, you have John Hamm, and then either your jaw or your shoulders, just like, yeah, just an interesting connection for me. I really felt that. So. There, is a, there is a part of it, you know, that's uh, that's very, you know, depend. obviously, you know, when, I, when I'm wearing the suit and the thing and the hair slicked back and all that stuff, yeah. it's, it's obviously very you, different. The way but you carry yourself. And there's very much a, you know, I am I am playing a character on that. It's not just me wandering that's through like my day. Daniel Craig is a character actor, and I think you are too. Yeah, I mean, I I remember the first time I hosted the show, we had a we had a, several Mad Men sketches at at read through <laughs> twenty seven. Yeah, sure, they load them up. Hey, because you're gonna get one at least, so you might as well throw everything. <laughs> yeah, just well, one made it on the air. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, it was funny because like, I, you know, I had spent the time up to then doing other sketches and reading, you know, yeah. various funny parts and this is and that's and as soon as it got to the don draper i sort of dropped into the don draper voice and everybody kind of went oh it's a character (laughs) every girl slid off her chair that's what that sounds yeah and the cadence the rhythm i mean you're married with the writing (laughs) very much that that stuff very very cool david did you have something before i interrupted your 20 minute question thank you dana i have i'll get back to you i have too many one was i was in at the mirage this weekend oh i appear there sometimes whoops but i was with First, I saw on TV, I watched Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Keeping up with the Joneses, yes. Okay, yep. Is that what they the final title was? Yep. Yeah, they, they, they went with that. And then, uh, <laughs> and, and he's a stud in that. And I go, you work with Zach. And uh, Gal, is that how you say your name? Gal? Gal. Gal, Gal yeah. yep. Gal Gadot Great. or Gadot. Yes. Jesus she's, Christ, she's beautiful. And then- um, It's it's arresting. Thanks. I mean, I'd be sick. So- he, he, you did a good job in that because it was so funny. I was about to see you and I was about to come dink around and look at your stuff when I got home and I go, ooh, I get to watch this. And uh, what a fun sort of different movie to be in. And then I was with Ray Romano. We do shows together and we golf sometimes and then talk about a quick impression. I think, Dana, he does a Ray Romano. <laughs> Everybody oh. kind of does a Ray Romano, right? But I never heard it's one like really. And I fucking oh. work with him. Well, we always, there was a joke that we had going on. I forget who started it, um, but there was a, it was always like that you could do uh, Brad Garrett and Ray Romano very, like, <laughs> having a conversation. <laughs> you know, Ray's back here. Oh, come on. And then, and then Brad That's Garrett good. is, oh, uh, Raymond. So, 
It's just back and forth. Come on, Raymond. Come on, Mason, man. Yeah, it's really Lenny and Squiggy. It's different versions. That's it. See, I love micro impressions where it's it's just the essence. You don't need to say anything more. I yeah. love Ray. He's the, he's. I mean, everybody loves him. It's been established at this point. They that, named a uh, show after that concept. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's yeah. he's he's awesome. Super sweet. Here's here's my Barney Five. Ange. So that's only one word. <laughs> that's all you need. Barney Fife. Oh, Landy. Hell. Ange. Here's my uh, Christopher Walken sees a magic trick. Quick. Wow. <laughs> that's it. We're done. Boom. Hey, boom. Dana, did I tell you and John, you can listen. When I, um, when Aykroyd said we should do Mayberry, me and him, I should, that was back after Coneheads. He goes, you know, maybe we should do what? Uh, Mayberry RFD. I play Andy Griffith. You play. Uh, you got to save the money. You know, you got to save the money. And then he was always very business. We went off about aliens. But yeah, I love Danny Ankroyd and uh, that we should have done well, it. Well, well, let's think for a second of a John. Make it happen. Ham, on the podcast. David oh, it's Spade. Not, that is too late, I guess. Can we put you oh, me two and now John, yeah. in a series live streaming? We call Ted at Netflix. Ooh. You're already on FX, Hulu. You're everywhere. But by the way, on Sequoia, I love the uh, Apple commercial. Oh, thanks. What, oh, that's it, right. what about John Hamm or what happened? <laughs> what yeah, everybody right. but John Hamm. Uh, I mean, that is so That funny. was the name of the together. commercial. Was that the name of the commercial? Yeah, that was the name of the I campaign. I love it because they say it on the top in quotes when you get your like call sheet. Everybody <laughs> but John Hamm. The Hammer. The fucking. That's just like a great, a great commercial yeah you did a good job that and just the way you played it it was funny too like my friend a guy who i've known who's a buddy of mine you guys may or may not have met my 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 tall my very tall friend named tall john who is the comedy writer he used to write for sarah silver oh he works with sarah yeah 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 yeah. i think you've met him at largo or something and uh it's hard to he's hard to miss he's 610 but uh he uh he used to write promos for the WB back in the back in the day. He and Drew Goddard and this guy Wayne McClamy, who was directing it, and he used to direct the promos. Mm-hmm. So it was like we used to all go out and get beers and stuff and hang out in the late '90s in LA when we had no money, and we would go to Largo or we would go see comedy or what have you. And uh, and now uh, it was very strange to like see that dude on a on a set of a commercial that that. Uh, <laughs> I, I was sort of nominally the star of, which was was pretty cool. Well, the tall guy, he would be at um, Sarah Silverman's roof party. He would actually stand on the sidewalk yes. and we'd be on the roof. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you would go to Largo. Would you go to Largo a lot? Because I know you like comedy and you'd go see stuff, I did, right? yeah. yeah. That, was my, that was my entree into sort of cheap entertainment because uh, Great uh, LA, even back then, was expensive. Sure. I did not have much money. And so for you know whatever two five dollar drinks or whatever it was and and uh, I, I didn't have to wait in line because i usually knew somebody and i mm-hmm. got to know flanny and and the guy ga- the game flanny. So nice club, nicest club owner yeah yes. he's a great uh, but it was a pretty it was a pretty hot moment in time the late 90s and, and yeah. you know it was everyone from you know zach was just starting up he had had that weird show on vh1 oh that yeah that's right yeah yeah odd fit and then and then guys like you know bob odenkirk and sarah and tenacious d and, Shit. Paul F and uh, Doug Benson, just all all those guys yeah. now that are sort of the the, the eminence grease of of, uh, of of LA comedy is is uh, that's when they were all going. And it was five bucks. It was like mm. it's great. It's still I don't think it's that expensive. It, Largo is still a great place to go run stuff or go just jump on somebody's yeah. show or i think the the last time i saw you was it was it oh yeah sarah oh. i think so there's a photo of you oh. me and sarah did we take a picture yeah all right did, oh okay post it i bombed me. at largo a lot 
Uh, <laughs> I tagged the shit out of you in that picture, I think. Um, <laughs> anyway, can we for a second talk about like just right before Mad Men yes. and, and SNL? Because that's really interesting because people Explosion. or our listeners may not know this. So you literally were still, you came to LA, you were still not working, making a living as an actor till 29 or 30. So you had years of waitering. I mean, I was just, yeah. how long that that go on? Cause uh, I, well, when I got to LA, I moved out to LA in 95. So, yeah. and I, and I didn't stop waiting tables until I was 29. So I had about four years of, of kind of roaming the desert, so to speak. And weirdly enough, I got, I got a text from a number that I didn't recognize, uh, about a month ago saying, Hey, is this, is this John Hamm that used to work at this restaurant Belmont? that I used to work at down in Venice? Oh. And I said, okay, I haven't, yes, this is, but that's a very <laughs> weird way to refer to me, but okay. Yes. Yeah. And they were, it, it used to be owned by Dudley Moore and Tony Bill. Uh, it was called 72 Market Street. It's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like a really cool Venice restaurant, yeah. you know, Sean Penn and Angelica Houston and yeah. Robert Graham and all the cool West side folks would, would hang out there. Mm -hmm. And I was a waiter there. And so, uh, that was the first time I ever saw paparazzi. Richard Gere came in with, uh, someone who wasn't Cindy Crawford. He had just broken up with Cindy Crawford and it was and like, it just oh, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so the, anyway, they're have they were having a reunion of this thing. So they're trying to get everybody that used to work there. And, uh, yeah, fun fact the the guy I worked with at that restaurant, left the job to go to Juilliard and I didn't see him again until the pilot of Mad Men where he played the young tobacco executive, like the, the younger oh, weird. Uh, protege version. Oh, so wow. Was, did, did you wait on famous people like uh, that you admired and stuff? Did you wait on famous? I, you know, the only time I really waited on anybody famous was Don Henley once. Ooh. Oh, okay. Couldn't have been nicer. I love Don Henley. Uh, there was a run there when Mitch Glazer, who you probably know, yeah. Dana, or maybe you do Kelly too, Lynch David, is, um, uh, and Kelly, uh, they're neighbors now. And I used to go and run catering at their house, <laughs> which was <laughs> Mitch very was weird. An old like, wow. I heard you worked on porn sets as a fluffer. Did I read that right? What is it? What does that do? What does that mean? Uh, that was my I first I, question. I, I certainly. I, there were no uh, <laughs> genitals touched. I was, uh, I was in the art department. Believe it or not. <laughs> There's an art department. Art department for porn. Yeah. I mean, it was soft core porn. It was like, you know, skin of Was it Emmanuel? Late night, whatnot. We shot in these dismal, dingy places down in LA, downtown. I love these it. These stages. Was it like, uh, like really like Skinamax? Like they'd have, they'd be yeah, kind of you know, naked, like but a, they weren't It was like real. some dude in a, in a, a sock and a lady yeah. with, with patches on her whatevers. And, uh, and it was go time. And then, you know, then they'd have like these ridiculous scenes of like, what do you mean? You're, you're, you're lost. Give <laughs> me a ride. What I've got a dividing rod. I was just walking by and, uh, and I happen to have a boner. But <laughs> right here, I got an extra one. You want to borrow one? <laughs> oh, uh, shit. What? Yeah, no, I got the job from a, a girl I went to college with who was like, she was like, I can't do this anymore. It's like soul crushing. <laughs> and I was like, I'll do oh, it. Soul crushing. I'll do anything. How about entertaining? Yeah. Kevin Nealon and I did a bit on SNL where we sat in chairs like we were porn stars and we were bare, you didn't have, like we were naked, you can't see. And we had people attending to our crotch. Uh -huh. It was like, yeah, yeah, powder it up nice. Yeah, <laughs> trim it down. Yeah, make it nice for the people. Yeah, put a little put a little fence around it. I mean, we went nuts. I, I remember that one. Little you little remember fence. that? Put a little fence around yeah. it. Yeah. John knows SNL. John is, uh, I watched uh, the monologue this morning where you 
were an ad guy. Of course, you knew you're going to have to do an ad one. Yes. I thought it was funny. And Bill Hader, you kept saying, no, ma'am. And then he goes, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a ma'am. And then you go over here and do something. Then you come back to him. And then Andy Samberg trips you up. But I thought that was funny that you're, you can actually think of them on your own. No, that was, that was funny. I've done it. I've, I've hosted three times as well, Me John. Too. So we should t- talk Two. to Lauren. If you want to have a three-timer club, we could do it. Oh, it's fine. You know, it didn't mean as much. <laughs> Everyone's got a Lauren. Go ahead. John, which one of the 18 Mad Men sketches were you sort of gravitating towards? John, you can pick one, maybe two. Three is too three. much. I, I just feel like maybe one after update. One maybe. Maybe a commercial parody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The three-timer. Not as much play. The three-timers. You know, three-timers don't yeah. get don't get anything. What, one thing I'm curious about as we go into your SNL experience is like, so Mad Men <laughs> comes out, it's only on like a Kaboom. year or a year and a half. I mean, so you get that, you're starting to feel you're riding this rocket, your whole life's changing. And then you get the call. You weren't even on Mad Men that long. That's my curiosity. Before Lauren, who loved it immediately, told me about it. You're on, now you go, you're going to host SNL. It just seemed like a rocket ship. Yeah, I, I in fact, like? I, I remember when I when my agent said they want you to host SNL. It was at it was in New York City. It was at a at a like a mag, you know, back when they had magazine things. There was a magazine mm-hmm. cover that I was on a party Ooh. for it, and uh, my girlfriend at the time and I were about to leave the country to go mm-hmm. to this trip we had planned. I had been working all year. We were like, let, we're, we have to book this trip and it'll be great. And it was the week that they wanted me to host SNL. So I had to say no. Um, and I oh, thought, you said like, no to the SNL? Yeah. To go on vacation? And I was like, well, that'll be, Ballsy. that'll be the end of that. I guess They'll I'll never, never get asked. Back. But at least I was asked, you know, blah, blah, blah. Huh. And immediately came back. It came back. Well, how about the, how about the following week? And uh, uh, okay, that, that sounds great. Like, sure. And not having any any idea of what it entailed at all sure. other than knowing the show and knowing, you know, kind of the, some of the people at that point I knew I had met Amy and, and, um, I had oh, met, was uh, that Kristen and, yeah. and that, yeah, that crowd. Great Maya. one. Um, so there, there were a couple people that I knew mm-hmm. that, that were, that had been there for some time, but, um, I, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a real, it was a real eye opener to the first time to say the least. And that was also happened to be the episode that Amy Poehler was wildly pregnant and then had her baby Saturday afternoon, so we had to completely re oh wow retool the lineup. <laughs> and is it true that she found out during rehearsal that her doctor had died, and yes. then you calmed her down? I'm sure you've told that story. Well, what did you say? Way, and then she laughed her ass off. Go ahead, tell that story. I, uh, <laughs> I was sitting next to her. We were shooting a thing with Jimmy Signorelli. Yeah, uh, the late not even it was late, but the late great, so to speak, uh, filmmaker guy who did all yeah. the tapes. Yeah, and. Um, yeah. We're sitting there, we're in some weird office space in Midtown. Um, and Amy is, you know, nine months pregnant. And I'm sitting there and it's like a it's a it's a Don Draper. Here's how to like here's how to pick up ladies. Like <laughs> rule one, up. be Don Draper. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so constant. it was really funny. Non-stop. Like stop. Fred Armisen <laughs> is playing the guy who's like, Hey, uh, maybe you want to go on a date. And they're like, get lost, weirdo. And then I'm like, hey, how about it? And Polar's line is, Let, let's get me out of this skirt. Um, <laughs> I wanted to have that career. Can God I go back damn. in time? I want that So life. it was really funny, but we're sitting there in the makeup chairs. You know, they have the kind of temporary thing with the, yeah. with, the, with the lights and the mirrors set up. And I don't know 
really anybody, uh, especially the, the makeup artists or the, yeah. or the hair people or anybody. I'm just, okay. And, um, kind of going along. And then, um, Polar gets a call and, uh, hello. Um, yeah, I can't, what, what? I mean, you, you, you gotta be kidding me. And then immediately starts to like get emotional and sob and stands up and walks kind of behind a, you know, a, a, a thing. And I'm hearing, now I'm hearing like sobbing, like, mm. like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm like looking at the hair, you know, the makeup person is like frozen. I'm like, do you, what, uh, what's what happening? do we do? And what do we do? Like, do we, do we go home? Like, yeah. off? what's happening? Do we recast? So sh- it's like, this all takes place in about 35 seconds. And she <laughs> comes context. back from around the little fake wall and has clearly been like, crying and everyone's like amy oh my god what's happening she's like you won't believe this i just found out my 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 uh, obgyn who's been with me through this this is her first child has been with me for this whole trip he just died (laughs) god damn like no way like no way did this happen and i was like oh my god amy that's terrible um but this is like a really big thing for me. So can you pull your shit together <laughs> like now? <laughs> and she immediately was like, bah! like laughed, like cracked up. So I was like, thank God. That wow, could have gone that one la- two that ways. That landed nicely. My God. question for you about Jim Signorelli is if this, you're shooting something on a Saturday or was this during the week? It was during the week. Okay, good. That yeah, story like started to Thursday not check out. Yeah, okay. Because they got it. I think people at home don't realize when you do SNL, and if you're a host, you for sure probably don't get like the first night is kind of easy. You meet Lauren, yeah. you go to a Monday meeting and everyone kisses your ass and you're like, this is uh John Ham," And then everyone politely applauds and they go next week, Sharon Stone. Everyone goes, yay. And then you immediately feel like <laughs> an like asshole. The, the inside yeah. joke. Every week. <laughs> inside joke we do every week. And then, but then you kind of go to dinner to Orso or I don't know what you do or you just leave. And then you go, this isn't too hard. And then Tuesday you come in. And it's well, writing Wednesday's day. Where it's, yeah, yeah. Wednesday so you, is the crazy day. Yeah, Tuesday's the Tuesday's or so dinner night, and the host yeah. but comes back after. Dinner. Yeah, and then and then writes and hangs out, and I think that's when even when I went back to host twice, not three, um, that yes. uh, which Still which fine. they're really not giving parties for the two timers for sure. <laughs> so I go and they go, uh, and even knowing the drill, I'm at or so nervous, going, I don't. I think I got to get back there. Like, I want to get back there and just go over everything because I'm fucking starting to freak out uh, that I'm not... Because even Tuesday day, no one does anything. And then no, no. one's getting written. You're like, guys, we have all this time we're wasting. But every, <laughs> every week, Chinese the same thing. pizza, yeah. just hanging out, wasting time. Pro- wasting whole, time. The entire system is based on procrastination yeah. coming from ADD. You can't really focus until there's a hard line. We got to go now. Yeah. You know, that's so when you walk in there, do you were you more okay, you did it three times. What was your nerve rate coming into that office on Monday, sitting there with all these sketch players? What where were you? Were you at a ten? Were you or were you sort of naive, like maybe this will be fun or what were you? <laughs> maybe were you, it'll be fun. <laughs> maybe, fun it's adventure. True. It's true. You go, maybe this will be fun and easy. And then you, you quickly turns, you go, God damn. Well, David's right though. Like there's nothing on Monday that is really if you haven't done it before that that suggests this is going to be terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so they start you like, out it's a bit slow. Backloaded. Everybody's like calm yeah. and relaxed mm. and they're pitching ideas that'll never make it. The first <laughs> yeah. time 
the first time I <laughs> I came in to, and we had the meeting on Monday, the writers all came in dressed in 60s gear. Oh, um, really? That's yeah, cool. Everyone from Paul Appel to John Mulaney to Colin, every, everybody was like, Just Hater as was a in drag. to Mad Men? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Hater was I've in never drag. heard him do um, that. Lutz was dressed up like Joan. Like, it was... It was amazing like they all just raided the costume department and came in like that so they're in awe of you at this point which is nice well they would love to be able to comedians want to be able to do what (laughs) what you do you do comedy and that but yeah we kind of respect so but it was it was weird it was you know there's nothing to suggest like oh this is going to be terrifying until Mm -hmm. wednesday when you have a packet of you know 25 sketches that you have to read at that table and try to get laughs and you've seen them for exactly you know maybe an hour or two to kind of go through well, you them. can't i'm sure you don't even get to all of them there's no way no, i mean not at just, all there's no way i mean it's like it's you know it's a, it's no. a phone book size thing and writers come in just to tell the hey, crowd can you do a thing can you yeah. do a thing where you uh we do a voice and it sounds kind of like the, the, the okay you get do that right yeah. yeah which which one is this i'm sorry what right and then you're kind of russian in this one but not ukrainian just play that a little bit and then you're like <laughs> yeah, exactly. okay you don't and have to like, sound exactly like an elephant but just do whatever you can <laughs> to feel like right and you're, your head's spinning going and, and then lauren's and it's like every five six seconds for about an hour until you go in that packed room with a low ceiling and everyone waits for lauren and then he comes in and regally starts the read through and it's like four hours of cold yeah. reading essentially cold reading yeah. Solid BO, like off the charts. Everyone in there is sweating and grossed out, and there's no <laughs> vent. Someone goes, crack. Lauren will go, crack the window. And then someone reaches back. I got it. I got it, Lauren. So that would be me usually. I got it. Fabian, <laughs> David is a waiter uh, in an Italian restaurant. David goes to the table. David no, remember, puts down the water. Dana, I wrote this stupid one for Farley when we had no ideas. I wrote Goo Goo in the Honey Pot, and where he was a. Uh, so stupid, but it was like an eight foot honey pot. And then he, he gets in there and he's stuck in honey in a diaper and he keep, he keeps crawling out and he's covered in honey. And they go, Google, were you in the honey pot? He goes, no. I go, I saw you in this area, but he's Perfect covered. for Farley. Yeah. And he goes, David, you think we can do it? I go, it's just stupid enough. It might work. So I hand it in knowing I'm light that week. And then Lauren gets through and he goes, Google in the honey pot. And then he turns the whole sketch over and goes, Wayne's world cold opening. I go, Oh, he, he skipped, skipped it. I've yes. never heard him skipping it. Unheard of. He didn't skip when I did Funny Little Poopy Head. And I had <laughs> he should have. Fu- I did Funny Little Poopy Head with Jan Hook. She was Mrs. Funny Little Poopy Head. And I had massive stage direction where Lauren had to say Funny Little Poopy Head over and over again. And with his voice, Funny Little Poopy Head is sad. Funny Little Poopy Head sits down. It's like that thing that Funny Little Poopy Head. And he, he, but he. Bailed on your sketch because that sounded Bailed. funny to me. With and Farley, he never mentioned it. I know Farley would have crushed it. Farley I think Sa- I think Sandler later wrote one. It's like not even writing, and that one isn't even really writing either. But I think he put one where it's uh, a film piece, like for Signorelli, where he's in a pool and he just puts all this suntan oil on, and then he just tries to get on the raft for about four minutes. <laughs> he can't get on the raft, <laughs> he can't get on the raft. and he's going, "Oh God." <laughs> Which, you know, out. we've gone to that well before, but it seemed to work. <laughs> never done, never not funny with Farley. Yeah, and then, he, and then uh, I think that one even got like uh, at least red. Lore, and then it's the, the sketch is like one paragraph. And then Farley struggles and screams for 45 uh, <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And Farley then it, falls down. Far, oh yeah, Dennis used to go, hey, Farley, you got Farley, fall, Farley falls down. Anything else in the tank? 
Anything yeah. else for Dennis, us? Dennis Any other just moves? Tech, get rid of it. Just lay waste all the junior varsity. You know, Sandler, they're not buying the kooky guy, okay? <laughs> Spade, wait till Carvey leaves, because David would sit behind me, and Lauren would go, uh, David's job. ready at any time when you're not. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big ROAS man. Then he just kept saying things like, the bigger the ROAS, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means calculating a return on ad spend. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the ROAS man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Kick summer up a notch. Dana with the hottest mm-hmm. deals on DoorDash during Summer of Dash Pass. Mm. We don't keep, keep Summer of Dash Passes back. It's better than ever. You've heard about it. Now mm-hmm. it's real. Five weeks of deals and exclusive items you can get only on DoorDash. Summer meets savings. <laughs> savings Hello. meets summer. Get ready for five weeks of deals during Summer of Dash Pass. Exclusive on DoorDash. Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> Sometimes my voice cracks. <laughs> Whip out your phones and open DoorDash to enjoy deals on summer stuff. Now through July 24, whether you're looking for food from a local restaurant, groceries from across town, or anything in between, enjoy all the deals on them, all the must-haves during Summer of Dash Pass now through July 24. Get access to member-only deals on hot wings to ice cream and everything in between now through July 24th. Get the best deal and exclusive items from your favorite brands like Taco Bell, Popeyes, and Ulta Beauty. Order DoorDash <laughs> and save big during Summer of Dash Pass. Sign up today. Dash Pass benefits apply only to eligible orders. Terms apply. But back to our guest. Something that I love that I I love this. Yes. I love Bill Hader. And love his Vincent Price. And then you came in and did James Mason. And you must have loved that because you did it great. And you, every line killed <laughs> with James Mason. Uh, that First of all, that that sketch is so, talk about so weird and specific. Like, <laughs> and, that, and it crushed like a sketch should not kill that hard when it's Especially that a sketch about a, like a, we, a relatively obscure 50s, 60s. <laughs> totally. You know, Very obscure to the young guy. audience. Tell me, uh, uh, Dane, yeah, I didn't clearly see nobody... Nobody knows who Vincent Price is. <laughs> he's just a funny character. He's got a fake bird and, and it's all black and white. And he's like, I don't even know if he's really trying to do a really accurate, but it's just a funny, hello, I'm Vincent Price. Yeah, it's just kind of just off-putting. And then Fred Armisen is Liberace. Is, yeah, is, it's just, ah, and Fred could all do all that all, all day. Very musical. And then it's like a TV show and it's 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 going badly and he's getting frustrated. So, the James whole Mason, the whole trope of in. like you know bringing in special guests. I mean, now we have our special <laughs> guest. 
Yes, isn't this a great show? Gloria Swanson again. Like no one, no, yeah. no right. one has any sense of who that is, but except that she's a weird. It's got a lot of views. I think people just it's those get passed around. You know, I uh, I had to, um, you know, we we did that for dress, and yeah. it was Dean Martin at dress, and um, oh, really. So, and it kind of fell flat. I guess my Dean Martin wasn't very good. It's but uh, also Lauren yeah. was like, well, uh, here's the problem. It's a drunk playing a drunk and it's a hat on a hat. A hat uh, well, on a hat. A hat on a hat. That's very Lauren. That's who, a big who, one. What else can you do? Right then? <laughs> like, really? At like 1030 on Saturday yeah, night. Like, the, show's, oh, the show's on in 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, come up with another obscure impression that will make sense. In Weird. The, in and the, you can you can and get a 10 out of 10 on it and nearly nail it. Uh, and so Hater comes in my dressing room and he's like, oh, hey, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I said, <laughs> I said, this is going to sound weird. I said, I can kind of do a James Mason. He goes, no way. No way. Do it. And I was like, perfect. Well, Joe, I don't know. And and uh, and we and he goes, perfect. That's it. That's done. And I think he and Mulaney had written the sketch together. So I can't remember who wrote it with him. But um, but then we did that. Like and again, it was that was at like, yeah, 1045. So, you know, we're all up in Lauren's office like, so uh, uh, John's going to do uh, is it James Mason. OK, John's going to that's going to change from uh, Dean Martin to James. So get out on the cards. None of the lines changed. It <laughs> Just was none very change. He's always he was an alcoholic, right? He was drunk and lascivious. It was just funny, you know, sexually inappropriate. Yeah, it was just yeah. hysterical. Yeah. But yeah. that is that's impressive. The that reason wasn't I could do that is because it, it, we, me and Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. growing up, would we loved the movie um, Heaven Can Wait. And, oh yeah, I saw uh, it. James Mason ago. plays the the, the yes. angel who kind of shepherds Warren Beatty's you know journey, whatever it was. Yeah, but his line is "You're dead, Joe." <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what we would always say to each other randomly. How you doing, Charles Grodin and Diane dead, Cannon? Joe? Diane whole, Cannon, the whole freak. Charles Grodin the behind movie the curtain. Is Fucking great movie. Jack yeah. Warden. Jack Warden. Oh yeah. Hey Max. You know. Um, so that Jack was that Warden your... say, has one of the best lines in all of cinema, I think, in a, mm-hmm. a little movie called Shampoo. Oh, wait a minute, I is... saw it a month ago with my wife because we see it every year. The movie's and so the good. line is, The line is, Now that's what I call fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so he he catches Warren Beatty, he doesn't and realize it's Warren Beatty fucking his own girlfriend, his own but he's girlfriend, like very Julie impressed Christie, with these But he sees involved. him through a doorway and he goes, That's right. <laughs> Jeez, you got so you're a Warren Beatty, 70s Warren Beatty, you know, shampoo, heaven can wait, oh, God, the parallax yeah, view. I mean, what a, there's nothing better, the like, parallax I, view. Wow. I've gotten uh, I've gotten to hang out with him on quite a few occasions. Um, he's a great guy. He's such a, I mean, the stories are you cannot have a dinner that's less than three hours with him. I hung out with him once. Yeah, it's very he, he's very bright. Let's see if I can find that. Yep, there it is. Oh, 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 oh shit. wow. So what what year was that? Were you? That was you, probably 2016. He just showed a picture. Everybody. Did he reach out to you, or how do you guys have dinner, or, or did it mutual? He was a fan agent? of the show. Um, oh, yeah, he, he would have loved that show. Oh, because were you that's, getting cold calls? Kind of, yeah. Sometimes. Some stars, yeah. yeah. And then he uh, he and Annette had some friends that like one of them was a, a guy named bill pope who was the director of photography for baby driver so i think that was probably around baby driver let's not forget baby so, yeah. driver 
retired. I think that, yeah, that uh, that makes sense because he was probably 30 or something when 1960 hit and that the end of that era of, you know, slapping him on the bottom and all that right, pre, right, pre-feminism. Right, yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, his first movie was like Barefoot in the Park maybe or was that Robert Redford? I can't remember. That was Redford. Yes, it was Redford. 58. But he, didn't uh, he do the play? I, he I might have. Like yeah, he might have. Yeah. He did Wearing Shoes in the Park. <laughs> Huge now, Redford fan. I got. I tried to convince my sons who are with me up here. In oh, California he's a fucking stud. To watch uh, Three Days of the Condor with me. Oh, that we watched so Woodcasting the Sundance Kid, and they loved it. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It doesn't get. Oh no, yeah. The Sting. The Sting. I was about the to say. Sting. Shit. Uh, all the president's men. Uh, all the president's men. Don't yeah. get me started. <laughs> The horse whisperer, whatever he's he's amazing, but uh, <laughs> the electric horseman, I think you mean. Uh, the Is that horse with Jane Fonda. Oh, he had the electric horseman, and then yeah. the horse whisperer later in ninety eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, John, do you have any parts that they came to you and you had to pass up on that that you didn't do that you would like to? Um, I couldn't. I was other than to, me uh, and grown ups, other than my part in grown ups. <laughs> I'm I, glad uh, you said no. <laughs> I have I've had pretty good luck, honestly, of 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 the things that I've I've turned down or not been able to do have not come back to kind of haunt me or or anything like that. I was I was sort of loosely attached to Gone Girl at one point. There was a there was Ooh. meant to be a, a situation, uh, and then it was because Mad Men was shooting. It was like, oh, okay, I can't do it. Like that's that that's the way that goes. But I really liked that book and like the the guys from St. Louis and, and they did a good job been, with it. Yeah. yeah, Ben did a great job. Ben's yeah. phenomenal. I love Ben's ben. great. Uh, those uh you know but i haven't had very many of those those are like uh few and far between which is which is nice like you don't i don't have a lot yeah, of yeah like, you've done only, fine. Uh, but yeah like you said grown-ups that was a that was when a you one. said no to grown-ups um no but you now when you get involved with something like curb your enthusiasm is that something because you know larry or he just likes you and says hey do you want to come on beep bop boop pop i had done a, a weird little movie with larry that was for HBO, I think, called Clear History, where he invents uh, uh, a car. It, it's it's a very convoluted setup, like most of his setups. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he uh, invents this car, and it goes sideways, and he forgets about a lot of the. And I Naturally. play the guy that owns the car company, like you know Elon yeah. Musk or whatever. And uh, we had a really good time. We shot it in Boston with Greg Matola and had a great time doing it and made each other laugh so much we had so many great people in that film too and michael keaton we had hater um jimmy tingle i mean like all these boston jimmy comics tingle, wow. Jim, what a great um, name yeah stand up yeah yeah we had yeah. all these like boston comics that were that were yeah. bopping around coming in and out and um it was it was really fun and funny and 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 we got to know each other a little bit and played a little golf in boston and and uh ever since then he's kind of kept me in mind for for stuff and and i've been able to, to do the show a couple times it was always really fun yeah yeah he's, that's he's cool kind of a genius i guess i, I don't yeah. know he, he has some, yeah, that, some I mean, it's, frequency it's a, it's of a, all his own you know i've been watching a lot of old seinfelds too like which yeah. which, which hold up so remarkably yeah. well yeah. like other than kind of the fashion mm-hmm. uh yeah which stands out a bit but uh the 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 jokes and the and the stories and you can you can so clearly hear larry's voice in george costanza not only that but just in the in the in the stories like the the, mm-hmm. the setups yeah. and the and the particular 
kind of annoyances of, you know, the, the one that was on last night was the parking garage where they just get stuck in the parking garage for the entirety of the episode. Yeah. It's those little observations, little stand-up observations, but extenuated and, and just shot well, or there's a liveliness to them. I mean, Larry, when I was watching your episode last night, the two Larry Dave, it feels like he's not breaking, but he's 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 enjoying it so much. He's kind of smiling a lot in a lot of his lines. Even when Jerry he had that too on Seinfeld, you could Jerry see. Jerry yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. had it, and it and and Adam in his early films had it a little bit. It, it brings a lot of charm to well, it the does, idea. Like, it's like, I'm enjoying this. Like, yeah, yeah. Hope you are too. We know it's silly. funny. It's funny. You know, John, did you have this experience? So I did a curb where where um they I I guess this is how they do it. They have a loose script. Yeah. Which was, this was the fun for me because I don't improv a lot. I mean, in these movies, we do a couple things, but a whole scene where they go, okay, you're leaving the LA, you're leaving a Lakers game. You run into Larry and they go, you are going to defend yourself with whatever he's going to say to you. And then they go over to him and they talk to him. And I go, what's he going to do? They go, you'll find out. So <laughs> that's all we got. And then they come, we meet with a crowd and then he's, we both have a friend with us and then he starts going after me about something and I start defending myself and then we cut and then we go back and they go, now um, brag about what you're doing <laughs> and then they go, and then he's going to do something else and it was so fun because you got to be on your fucking toes and he's great and everyone's everyone in the scene is always good because they're going to hire everyone good. Is yeah. it like that kind of? That's that's pretty much it. I mean, the last, you know, the last one I did was with Albert Brooks and Laura Keitlinger and, you know, JB and, you know, wow. so many, everybody at that point kind of get knows what they're doing yeah. mm -hmm. on that, on that set. And you just kind of, it's not unlike SNL. You just want to try to stay out of the way yeah. and, and understand that the process is going to be the process and it's going to work and you can contribute where you can. Uh, and that, that was my, you know, I was able to do that and pitch ideas and say like, what yeah. if I'm, you know, this or what if I'm that? And, and so, what, what kind of ideas would you pitch? And were they? Were they I had that my idea for this last one was that that my character, I'm, I'm about the least Jewish person in the universe. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm a Roman too. Catholic I'm, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> Lutheran. But I, I said like, I, you know, what if I, what if I'm just like understand? Like I, I'm trying to like pepper my my conversation with like jewish to sound phrases jewish. and words and you know <laughs> mm -hmm. but i get them wrong or I, i'm, I'm funny. almost right with them or and they thought that was a pretty funny and idea they don't that, it rubs them wrong a little bit and kind of like what do you that's not what you want to say like <laughs> yeah 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 but but delivered with like the ultimate confidence like most you know the that thing in la of people that 100 wrong but but saying it out loud yeah. and proud that's my life that's my whole life i know it's amazing people with no information have yeah yeah <laughs> fake until you make it David, let me ask you a question. Why Please. do you want to learn a new language? Well, I want to feel smart. I want to look smart. I want to feel smart. I want to be more worldly. I don't travel a lot. Maybe that's one of the reasons. I don't want to feel dumb and be lost over there. Mm -hmm. If you've got an uh, upcoming international trip, you want to connect mm -hmm. with family and friends, a new culture, want to better understand pop culture, want a new skill or hobby, introducing... Rosetta Stone. I mean, they've been with us for a while. It's they're a trusted expert for 30 years, millions of users, 25 mm -hmm. languages offered. They got your old Spanish, your old French, your good old um, Italian. Me bien, <laughs> me bien. Arabic, Polish. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of one, Dutch. they got it. Yep. They immerse you in many ways, no English translations. You actually learn to speak, listen, think, 
in the language? Intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences designed for long-term retention. It's got something called a true accent feature. That gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Very important. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Whips mm -hmm. you into shape. Convenient. Desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips, language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. That is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. Mm -hmm. For a very limited time, Fly on the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. Now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas. Loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at dell.com. Welcome to now. What's the one thing other than Mad Men? What are the couple things that people stop you and they know you from? What's the, the easiest stuff? Oh, the, the fucking town, town get, guy. It's a great I movie. The, uh, I love I get the that town. I get that in Boston and I get that in airports. Uh, the, the TSA loved the town. Yeah. <laughs> the TSA loves it. <laughs> yeah, I see the town and that's one when it yeah. comes on, unless one of my movies is on. If it comes on, I watch the whole thing, unless Ben Chalmers is on. And so... I the town is such a badass movie and um, I love it's all Boston it's all fucking weird uh, not weird it was it's just a, cool. it was a really fun one to make cool. too like we were all kind of everybody was you know Renner was just coming off of Hurt Locker mm -hmm. and Rebecca Hall had I think she was in Iron Man or something like everybody was kind of coming off their own thing and it was Ben's second uh, directorial effort when, and his first one was so good Gone Baby Gone yeah so it was really kind of fun and exciting and and warner brothers like left us alone really like it, to yeah. make this thing and uh it was it was great how it all it was like kind of this weird perfect storm the, the, the other guys in the in the crew with ben and and jeremy were these kind of local guys that were just kind of scary enough to be believably <laughs> you know kind of low-level criminals and yeah sure uh it was fun you know it was just fun we got really really lucky we got to shoot in boston in the fall and it didn't snow or rain or any of that stuff we got to bang around uh, fenway park you know yeah it, was, it seemed like you had run of the town how has ben been um as a director like um how how did he i mean he's great and like i i i I fell for him. Obviously it's like, that's the hardest job on, on the set, especially yeah. when you're also the lead of the film. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah. And he's also in Boston, like everywhere he goes, he is yeah. remarkable. And he's a, he's a big dude. Like he's yeah, probably he's six, four, monster, six, five. Like yeah. he's a tall guy. He's not like, he's not hiding in plain sight. Right. Um, so everywhere we go, Ben, hey, hey, he's Jesus, you know. Yeah. Hey, in, guy, uh, what's going on, guy? <laughs> hey, he's fucking Ben Affleck. Oh, get fuck. over here. Give me a fucking hug. <laughs> Too yeah. good for us, guys. And guy? that's his mother, ladies and gentlemen. I got to tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, uh, But yeah, so it was, obviously it was, he had a lot on his plate, but he, he, he pulled it off and he did the smart thing, which I think uh, the lesson 
to be learned from that is, is like he hired amazing department heads. Like our, our director of photography was this guy, Robert Ellswit, who mm-hmm. yeah, shot There Will Be Blood, among other things. And, you know, won his fair share of hardware. And hardware. he had really, really talented hardware. camera operators and, and art department people and stunt mm-hmm. guys and second unit. And it was. But you guys seem to like really block well. off chunks of the city and get to drive all over and do everything. <laughs> it was fucking it's fun on a movie. You're like you, you run the whole town. It's great. Yeah, especially and especially that guy in that town. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, sure. You know, do a movie with me in Scottsdale. Let's see what's going on. <laughs> yeah, in August. We'll see what's up. Yeah. We shoot in the afternoons. You'll yeah. enjoy we, it. we shoot call at it. dusk for one hour. It's called sunburn slash yeah. windburn. I, I always watch movies to see how many nights they shoot to see how much complaining I would be doing. I'm like, look at all these fucking nights, man. I, why do you even say anything? What if it's vampires? <laughs> I could never. But... <laughs> they they are in the, the daytime. Yeah, they're, yeah, the daytime. They, they don't drink blood. Ruins <laughs> the whole movie. I don't care. I'm like, it's easier to shoot. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a wish list of like, if you got a script across your desk, like, would you, I mean, would you like to do something way, way comedic, or, uh, or you know, like I've been told by a prosthetic makeup artist that everyone <laughs> wants rubber on their face ever oh. since ever since Churchill with. Uh, who won the Oscar? Sorry, one of my favorites, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yeah. So yeah. now everyone wants some prosthetics because that's sure. how you get at least a nomination. Like for you yeah. to hide John Hamm, yeah. You know, what I mean, would be kind of interesting. I hate sitting in the makeup chair. Like Damn. I cannot oh, well, stand it. And uh, there goes I, your I, Oscar. Yeah, there goes my Oscar. But uh, how about a it bald cap? Let's be honest, it wasn't <laughs> happening anyway. Uh, <laughs> Did I, you wear a bald cap on SNL? We're jumping around. Oh sorry. yeah, for sure. Oh, it yeah, sucks. they're popping wigs and on and off. Wigs like on crazy. you on top of it, so the one of your own hair is always like yeah. a little wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you're yeah, exactly you're like this looks, is me and my own hair in the like, monologue, and you still got a bald cap on. Everyone's like, his hair looks me. like shit. Yeah, uh, but at least I'm now sweating from my dome of my head all the way <laughs> my down. Head my head is back. wet. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, no, any you know the fun thing for me would have been to be a part of the Star Wars stuff. But mm-hmm. that's, I oh. think that ship has sailed because I was such a huge Star Wars fan yeah. back when I was little. Um, and I, you know, I, th- I remember being like in third grade or something and, and, and Star Wars coming out and, and it, you know, it starts with the big crawl, right? And it says right. episode four. And you're like, episode four? Like, what, what, did, I, what did I miss? Yeah. What did I miss? Like, there must, there were three episodes that just didn't exist. It's so before weird this. they started like that. And, and yeah, A New Hope, episode four. And so then, then like the rumor mill started among the third graders of like, well, you know, there's, there's nine of these, there's meant to be nine of them. We had read it in like Fangoria yeah. magazine or something, you mm-hmm. know? And like you, that, that you thought, wow, nine, nine more star Wars. That's going to be amazing. Uh, <laughs> and they're not meant to be completed until 2019, which back then was, you know, 40 years later, you're like, what? I got to wait 40 years for these. Like, no way. They go in th- two are going to be good. So you don't know which two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you le- literally at your age, you, you might've had star Wars little, uh, figures. Oh, I had figurines. I had a poster. I okay. had sheets. I, yeah. I had the whole Fuck deal. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was a big part of my life. So I had the little Darth Vader shaped case that you kept your little guys in <laughs> Hot. um yeah so anyway but it's yeah looked, i didn't i yeah. never got the call for that one but well i don't know it's, it's uh, i did late. you know I, I we just shot um the uh, uh fletch which we were rebooting oh, oh yeah i knew you fletch whoa so, oh the phone. i love that, it uh, 
that was pretty exciting. We were going to ask you about Fletch. Got to do that. Uh, that was in Boston again. Uh, uh, the the third book in the series takes place in Boston. And uh, hey, Fletch got to do guy, that. how did you? I mean, obviously you've been asked this question, but like, how did you evolve it for to match? You know, John Hamm. Did you? Well, part of you know, it was you know obviously I looked at it kind of like and and Greg Matola who I worked with on this. Um, we both kind of were like, it's kind of like a cover song, right? It's a cover version of a song. If you yeah, yeah. We already have yeah. Hey Jude. Yeah. So why would you do it just like Hey Jude? Like maybe maybe mix it up a little bit. And so we were very cognizant hey, of, of not doing Chevy. Yeah. Um, and not doing, you know, teeth and, and, and wigs and, and, and this is and that's. And, and we wanted to, we wanted to still make it funny, but we, yeah. we wanted to keep it more in line with the tone of the novel, which is almost more of like a whodunit. And, and he's still a wise ass and he still gets himself into trouble and, and has to talk his way out. And it, it's still funny and there's Seems still jokes, really, but really fun to play. It, it, yeah. it was, it was, it was super funny. And, yeah. and it was John Slattery's in it with me. And I got, oh, you know, uh-huh. your, your, your bandmate, and, former bandmate. You guys have exactly. a lot of chemistry. We got, we got the band back together in some way. So, uh, we had a great time. There's the good news about it is like, there's nine more books. So if, if, if we are able to sell it to some streamer, we can probably make some more, but, uh, it was a blast. It was a, it, that was another character in my youth where we all, oh, yeah. fuck like yeah. many, a huge movie and Chevy uh, was great it, in enjoyed it. Yeah. that. Did you do characters in it where you're undercover, like with a mustache or something? Did you do any of that or we, we didn't, we kind of shied away from that. We thought that that was a real good way to get, uh, in trouble in trouble with whoever the comedy and, and police sued by Chevy <laughs> sued by Chevy. It's <laughs> fun to be the guy talking your way out of something and other lying, basically the act as lying. an actor, right? Yeah, it's really course. fun. Like I was, that's not hard here. to I didn't do. Part, that's not my car, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh no, 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 I, no, I just came by to say hello. And if you, uh, we got it, I got, we had uh, uh, another part that was really fun for me. Cause I don't really get a chance to do this a lot was like developing the script and then having like, zooms like this but with comedy writers and having everybody pitching ideas and thoughts and we had like uh, we had like murderers row we had paula pell we had bill Hader, we had so many great robert carlock we had so many great um, minds that were kind of throwing out ideas one of the best ones was and i won't ruin it but it's it's basically the end of the movie that bill Hader came up with i was like he's like i've never seen this but what if you do this and he, he explained it to me. Oh, I was like, that's wow. a great idea. And we immediately stole it and put it in the movie. <laughs> what, what was it? He I'm can't tell you. you. Oh, you can't tell it. us? Well, let's guess. Okay, I'll be Bill Hader. All right, what, what if like, uh, all right, at the end of the movie, right? You go, uh, hey, uh, you wake a up. medium hater right there. You wake up, right? I'm doing, I don't know where I am. You say it's You're a right. medium hater? Yeah. It's a medium, medium hater. <laughs> I, there's some. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's unique about Bill, he's so brilliant. And a lot of times comedians aren't an audience, but man, does he laugh. He laughs. He's a good laugher. And everybody. That's for sure. Laughers yeah. are so important in comedy. People Well, forget. now that's a must-see. We can look for that in 2022. Hopefully, hopefully by the end of the year. I think, uh, you know, who knows anymore what movies are. Uh, we've, we've, I've, I shot Top Gun 2 two All right. and a half years ago. Jesus. That's been sitting in a can wow. forever. Uh, the, although it looks like it's coming out it's in coming out. Uh, oh, like Cruise Day never. Weekend. Cruise gets released when Cruise is ready Cruise, to release. Yeah. Dude, whenever it's the, possible, well, tell me once it year. out. It comes out. I love. I love anyone who'll hang from an airplane, go to the space station. It's it's, huge Tom yeah. Cruise. He's yes. running I mean, out of crazy stunts. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I get sucked into the jet engine, and then pieces of me come out. And we sell them as NFTs. They're like, well, I don't know if. <laughs> 
that would... That's not what an NFT is, Tom. <laughs> it's uh, called Not For Tom. <laughs> you got he's swallowed damn. by a whale. No, he's yeah. actually going to the space station, but did... Um, so did you get in a jet on that one? Were you riding around with I didn't have to Tom? get in on a jet. Okay. I, I play kind of the, I play the, the, the boss. Like, you know, damn it, Maverick. Exactly. Your ego's right. Your sexual body can't cash. People ask us, like, yeah. how, do you, how do you have a movie career? And one way is, is just having franchises that just sort of make movies. So, um, yeah, man. Be, like, you know, you can't predict it. he's got like it. four. He's got, got Reacher. Reacher. He's got Mission uh, Impossible. Mission Impossible. He'll keep doing Top Guns. The suit fits. The helmet. I mean, he's amazing. He is amazing. So you, so Top Gun, you shot uh, before Corona was invented, and then yes. af, before and then, Corona was perfected. Yes, it's getting better. <laughs> First of all, Corona. I got Omicron right now. I'm feeling good. Boys. I know. <laughs> I like Omicron. It's been gone, not gone, but it's slowed down a hair, and then the war started the next day. You're like, give us one fucking second. Give us a breath. One like a, second. One good day. Yeah, one good day. We don't have to worry about long They're going to be like, you have to wear a mask now because of the war. I'm like, wait, why? And they're like, don't ask questions. This is Dr. Fauci. There's a mask, and there's a war, and you got to wear it. I'll explain later. You know, there's going to be a lot more variants, so don't get cocky. Put your fucking mask in, get in your house, and stare at the ceiling. I'm Tony Fauci. Go fuck yourself. The good news is there's only 24 letters in the Greek alphabet, so, you know, somehow we... we oh, we're yeah, we're going to run out. We got another well, yeah. 18 years. Yeah, we're getting one from Hawaii. It's called the Pineapple <laughs> Express. Yeah, it turns it's called into the a Lulu. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Lulu, to serve with love. Sydney John Poinette. was, uh, I have one question. I know we got to let John go soon, but he's got to go to the airport. A lot of the female fans asked if you would wear sweatpants to the airport. I don't even understand that question. Uh, I tend to dress up for the airport. They, Thank you very much. I think I, uh, it's my a big, grandmother taught me to wear uh, nice clothing to the it's airport. It's a big wiener question. I think that's what they're getting I at. I have a feeling it was. Um, I like it. You were, huh. we're about to say wham, bam, <laughs> thank you, ham, to this guy. I was hey. waiting for that one. I stole it from your monologue. Uh, yeah, Wham Bam Thank You Ham. <laughs> yeah. That was exactly the same one. Yeah, that was that You was said the you, they called show. you the hammer or hammer time or something? Spader, what is that uh, skateboard deck behind you? John, finally someone fucking asked me the tough questions. Dana doesn't care. This what is... About what that... This is no, a new, I, that's how I paint. That's that's like what I do. Go ahead. This is... A, uh, there's an artist, Richard Prince, and this is a skateboard deck because I used to skate. I still milk it out. I'm not any good. But my brother gave me it's that because cool. he's big into art. And uh, But I didn't know what to put in the background. John's like, oh, I have louvers. I want everyone to know I'm I rich. Have a, I have a skateboard deck that oh, was you signed do? by Tony Hawk somewhere in here. I think I might have got Tony Hawk, the, the best uh, one, Dana. The best one. The best skater. So, guy, you're going to Switzerland. We've never had someone on the podcast who was leaving to you Switzerland. You skipped the fact that Tony Hawk was my stunt double in Police Academy 4. Was it? Dana? Your skate double? Mm-hmm. And he was about 6'10". Yeah, no, he's, he's, a, he's a little... And he rides Goofy. No, I ride oh. Goofy. He rides regular. I ride Goofy. Yeah, John, we could tear it up. Fucking Melrose going to Belmont. William Morris drops you, and then you, you become John Hamm. <laughs> Do you ever run into those guys, and you get up in their face a little bit? or? Oh, hi, William Morris. Remember me? Yeah. Don't you think there's, there should always be one person working for WME whose name is William Morris? <laughs> yeah. So that you could go and be like, you're the guy. You're the guy. <laughs> you're the origin of this. It's literally like some schmuck in the mailroom. Like, what? I just, I, what? I didn't even want to work here. They just made me. I, I, I went over there when they, I started with Endeavor when they started. That's how old I am. And then they merged. This is. Yeah. 
I'm boring the audience again. Uh, okay, people let's... Lo- you know what people love to talk about? Yeah, what? Agents? Agencies. <laughs> well, they I love know. to talk about people who doubted you, then you made it, and then you shit all over them. They like that revenge <laughs> of the... Hey, William Morris. You, you, you were in a uh, Super Bowl commercial, but... Uh, Seth Rogen did one with your precious Paul Rudd. Were you jealous that you weren't the other guy and it wasn't you and Paul Rudd? I, you know, I think that, uh, yes, the, the short answer is yes. <laughs> yes, that's the right uh, answer. <laughs> and uh, knowing probably within the ballpark when he got paid for that, I'm really jealous. But uh, yeah, you know, I think that, that you know, the, 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 the fun thing about commercials now is that yeah. no one gives a shit. It doesn't and, matter. And 15, 20 years ago, Just like George Clooney it. did an ad and Brad Pitt did an ad and everyone thought the world was ending. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, well, we're, we're allowed to do that now? Like, cool. No you could cares. also do them over in Europe and they didn't know about it. But now- Yeah, like Mel Gibson selling a, you know, Japanese whiskey or something. Yeah. Now you a, could do them. You could do commercials. There's no you could be proud lives, of it. Live streaming and movies. Everything is just- When I started on OnlyFans, everyone's- All right. <laughs> well, let's let John go. He's got a flight. Isn't it OnlyFan? Mine is, yeah. <laughs> no, mine does pretty well. I do Half pretty well. Half million a month. Yeah. Gross, though. Look at Dana. I'm rich. I have stairs. Oh, people can't see his house. <laughs> Shit. And a, and a dark room under the stairs. I know. Where are you? In what the... if my wife came out of there with handcuffs on? Yeah, that's just... Uh, this is, is that where the, Harry Potter lives? Is that lives? the lovely bones? This house was built in 1912, and yes, it has ghosts, and they visit wow. all the time. Yeah. I bet are you definite in, uh, poltergeist. Are you in the San Francisco area? Or yeah, you in yeah. The... Northern California. Russian Hill? Redwood the... trees and stuff. Were the exact specific heights? Yeah. Just my wife grew up here in this town, so just well, have a house a lovely here. Town. I it got is. to go to the uh, to the the Lucas uh, Ranch over in the Presidio. Oh, you did! That was pretty neat. That was pretty neat. That was as close as I got to being on on Star Wars. It was well, guess what? The, all the, I kind of know George Lucas, and, and really uh, keep keep your phone close because you you should definitely be in a Star Wars movie if yeah. you want to. They're going to keep making them. them. Oh, no, they had to take a break because they got greedy and did one every three months and everyone needed, we need two or three years. Oh, yeah. Did you go to the kennel where they keep the baby Chewbacca's? All right, I'm out of jokes. I got to go. First comes the joke, then comes the laughter, God then damn comes it. failure. <laughs> First try joke, joke not work. Not try, dude. Then comes unemployment. There is no try. Bubba-bubbits, bubbits. Is no try. Only have, I, I, can't, I don't want to get blue. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to sing. We always close off with a song. Thank you, John. No, we don't. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mad Men. I would have gone with it. It's raining Mad Men. Well, we got to thank John for being super cool. And whenever I see you yes. out, you're always nice. It's fun to talk to you. It's always yeah, a good Lynn, laugh. It's a great pleasure. And thank you for having me. This is Thanks was really for fun. coming on. We're, you know, we're not smartless. We're clueless. And listen, they're our nemesis. No, we, we admire <laughs> them. We I'm admire. using their microphone to record your podcast. So is that true? There you go. Ah! We're not smartless. We're clueless. But anyway, this is fun. And so fun to meet you. I, it's, a, it's a real uh, a thrill well, we'll um, see you down the line, as they say, if I make it back from Europe uh, yeah. in one piece. But Good uh, luck. other than that. Next time, yeah, on SNL, let's let's go on and do a guest spot at least or something. Be in the cold opening. You know? See you at the 50th, as they say. Oh, that's right. Dane, I'll, Dane, I'll get you a ticket. All right, we got to go.
Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. Production and engineering led by Greg Holtzman, Richard Cook, Serena Regan, and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 